guys, welcome to episode 22 of Tell GGG. Oh, did I just say GG three times? <laughs> Tell GG <laughs> do us part. I hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July. Um, Henry, did you end up going to, what was it, the Overwatch brunch party thing on 4th of July? Or what did you say you were going to on the 4th? Uh, I was going to the Bronx, uh, and I did go to a barbecue. It was very fun. Um, but here's what I have to say about the Overwatch overpour brunch party. Um, it was shitty. <laughs> Tell I me showed more. up. Tell me why. I showed up. Okay. I showed up and it was a poorly organized. Like I bought the tickets, but like there was still there was no more information about it. They were just like, it was like, oh, we're just gonna meet at like eleven thirty because the game started then. So I go there with my roommate Kevin, also the co-host of my other podcast. You guys should listen. Uh, old men of K-pop. <laughs> old men of K-pop. Um, and we were like, where the fuck is everybody? The place, it was like 11.15. The place is empty. There's nobody around. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking weird. Um, and then, like, I see, like, two people show up with, like, NYXL jerseys. And I was like, oh, maybe more people are going to show up. So we just, like, hang out for, like, five minutes past it's, or ten minutes past. It's, like, 11.25. And still nobody. Like, like two more people show up in NYXL gear. And I'm like, all right. Maybe more people are going to show up. Nobody showed up. Wait, so is the game already started while all this is happening? At 11.30, the game's on. So we're just like, so I look at my roommate and I'm just like, do you want to get out of here? We'll go, we'll go to like a good brunch place, like on the other, like, like up like two blocks. And he was like, yeah. So we ended up not going to that overpour brunch. Though right now at Buffalo Wild Wings in Times Square is an official NYXL party, like not party, but a watch event. Um, and apparently it is packed out to the brim. I saw something on Twitter and the Buffalo Wild Wings in Times Square is very big. It's got like, it's like two floors and like, and it's packed with NYXL fans. So, you know what? Shout out to that. Shout out for like NYXL partnering up with the local community group, Five Deadly Venoms for actually hosting like a well-organized event and everything like that. And they usually do actually, whenever they're like, Whenever these events are backed by NYXL, they're usually like really good events. Um, the uh, like the the rooftop uh, party they did, uh, rooftop watch party they did a, a couple weeks back when I went, it was amazing, um, and it was really well organized and stuff like that. So I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, that that overpour brunch was not a. So who, not, so who was the not, overpour brunch like being hosted by? Uh, it was like Jet Set events. I don't know who that is. I've never really heard of them. I kind of was just taking a. A chance because I was like, I fucking love brunch. I mean, who the fuck doesn't love brunch? But I love brunch. Okay, that makes sense. Overwatch fan, you love brunch. Well, you took an L, so that's unfortunate. I mean, I had a good brunch. I went to this, I went to this this brunch place that I love called Trademark. So if you guys are in New York, Trademark, you guys should go. It's great. Maybe I should uh, try that next time I'm up because I love going to um, what is it, Long Island City like cafe. Best pancakes. Oh. Woo. Ooh. You bougie. Have you eaten there? I have. And again, you are bougie. All right. You know what, man? I'm so... <laughs> I was going to ask if I could do the intro in Spanish. <laughs> but then you were like, we're recording. I was like, oh. I'll fuck. let you do the outro in Spanish. No, no. It's not the same? It's not the same. Like, I don't, I can't, I don't bring the same, like energy when it's like an outro hmm. so maybe i'll let you start doing the intros in spanish and i'll just do the outro 
I mean, it's up to you, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, what should we start on the docket this week? <laughs> great, awesome. Let's start with the fear of partnering with Nike. So really? I know last week I talked about uh, Fear signing the five-year deal contract the players, mm-hmm. and I'm and I know like people had the whole meme of like Neymar is a part of this, right? Like they're saying like, uh, this like he's the reason they signed five years because he just signed five years with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I realize how much after doing a little bit of research, how much uh, Neymar is a fan of the Brazilian CSGO team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then them signing with Nike, like right after signing that five-year deal, mm-hmm. the meme might be real. <laughs> it might actually be real. But it might actually be a thing. I'm not going to lie. You think we're going to get some dope shit? No. I think we will get the very basic Fira partnered jersey, which is which will just be whatever the Fira jersey is now. With the Nike logo over, I believe, the left is this, shoulder. Is this the first Nike collab that they're doing in esports? Partnership with? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, I think, I don't think it was Faker, but I think there was some league, uh, league players, excuse me, who got partnered with Nike, but it was more on an individual basis, not mm-hmm. um a whole the entire like org a, as a whole. organization. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I, I I think it's cool. I think it's really dope that like like these brands are starting to like join up and be like, hey um excuse me, I'm so sorry. Uh I think it's a good move and I think uh, I would love to see some cool stuff coming out of it but I think it's going to be more so from like a financial sort of backing that we're going to see it and I think that's uh, again I guess that's good for uh, Furia and I think they're they're going to help this kind of financial bank is going to help for their players and especially catering to their players that have been signed to these five-year deals so yeah and I think that's something a lot of people probably won't connect like the the average I guess esports fan they won't connect that them being partnered with Nike or sponsored by Nike means like they may able to get to like these events like majors that you probably wouldn't see them in, um, you know, better, better transport and just better overall support for the players on the back end of things that like the average person won't see or pay any attention to. They're all um, going to have some dope shoes. <laughs> I don't think they will because... It, I don't think they will mainly because and this is and I, I I'm open to being incorrect but the fact that we still don't have per- peripheral companies making signature equipment for players and streamers mm-hmm. I don't see Nike doing it now they could do it because like that's something they they usually do with um players like individual people like you get a signature yeah, yeah, yeah. shoe but you normally don't see it on a large organization scale. Like you don't see a golden state shoe. You don't see like, like a Cleveland Cavaliers shoe. Like you don't see a whole org with like a signature shoe. You see individual oh, players. I just meant they were just going to get shoes. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant like, 
<laughs> them actually like, designing a shoe. Like I would love to see like whoever their best best player is, like their captain, get like a signature shoe. Like that would be sick. But I don't see them doing it because we don't even have peripheral companies that are willing to. I won't say yeah. willing who who haven't presented that option to orgs. It's mm. just use Razor products. All right. Well, well yeah. what if Razor ha- doesn't have a product that is for me? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I see what you're saying. Like they're just gonna have dope shoes. Yeah, yeah. They're just I gonna mean, give some dope shit to wear. That's I I feel like that's what's gonna happen. But isn't that with like esports already because of like the hype beast aspect that's within esports, like. They already have access to, I guess, quote unquote, dope shoes or whatever. I, I, yeah, but I think it's gonna be more so on like a on like a buying basis. Like they buy that shit. Like I know somebody was like, um, uh, somebody uh, what's it called? They were talking about how one of the players for uh, San Francisco Shock. They're making a joke. They're like, yeah, he went, he bought himself a pair of Balenciagas and then fucked off to Korea with afterwards i'm like that's kind of like a but now i feel like it's going to be more so like a yo wear these shoes wear this stuff when you're on stage or or when you're competing and stuff like that um because i know soul dynasty did like a partnership with a shoe company i just can't remember who the fuck it is uh i can't i i for the life of me can't remember um but it was like the first time i'd heard like uh like a clothing shoe company being like here's some here's some shit to wear not shit that you're gonna play on because you know we see razor neck gear all the time they give uh they give teams like all this shit all the time but i i'm waiting for the day when we start seeing more like like not just like gaming clothing companies giving shit to these gamers but like but like companies like just offering these things to like big organizations because they they because now they I think now they're starting to see like oh shit this is like big and we're gonna get our name out there so yeah but it's kind of we'll crappy too because that that's leaving the door open to the people and I feel like we're still in the space already but it's leaving the door open to the people who don't genuinely care about the space and just want to mm. use it because they know they can sell their product because like esports is popular. People want to be associated with video games because video games is cool. So it's going to leave the door open to the people to be like, like, we don't care about this space. So we can sell to you because you're going to think it's cool. People are going to think people are going to see that you think it's cool. And then they're going to want to go buy it because of you have a blue check next to your Twitter name or your Instagram name. And now our sales are through the roof, but we're really not doing anything to benefit or promote esports we're just there so that you can wear our product and it can be exposed and people yeah i mean as you said stuff. like that that's already we're already living in that in that time frame like that's already happening yeah um, but i, so I don't see nike hope, doing that per se i think hopefully now that like we're a little bit wiser and we're seeing that we'll be seeing um people like players and organizations that are smarter to that who are like hey i know what you're trying to do get the fuck out uh, hopefully, that's the hope. I don't think we will. And or if we do, it might go ignored. Yeah, hopefully they won't ignore it for the money that's coming in. Um, speaking of money, how do you feel about esports um, might become pay per view set? How do you feel about that? I 
I'm I'm very neutral on it because mm-hmm. it's something that I've definitely thought about and can see why it would be done and I can see the benefits and the negatives of it. So and, we kind of and and I would, the last already. point is I would just say like the last point is like I kind of saw it coming or it being potentially done with certain games or by certain tournament organizers because of how uh like boxing because esports takes so much from traditional sports and like it can be in it can be used so much to monetize in a way it just hasn't been figured out so i could see tournament organizers and it was already tried with uh I think it was like ESL and Facebook to some extent, like you didn't have to pay for it, but like you had to go to Facebook to watch these CSGO matches. And a lot of people weren't happy for it. Um, But pay-per-view being with streaming, I can see it. Well, I think we already see kind of like a pay, not so much a paywall, but just like a a pay for a better experience kind of thing um, with the, the all access pass for Overwatch League. You know, you pay that one-time fee and you get this access to this, like, oh, you get the access to the command centers and, like, you're able to switch cameras and you're able to, you get the only chat and stuff like that. So we're already starting to see, like, like esports leagues, like, coming in and being like, hey, you want a better experience? Pay us money. Cool. Like, so we're already seeing that. Um, so I think it's logical that the next step would be, hey, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, next, you know, next season like someone's like hey like uh we're having an exclusive uh like uh because you know overwatch League has been doing these things recently where it's like the 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 la the la cup or the the east coast cup or i forgot the or whatever and it's just like during the off season and i and i don't and i can see them being like hey you want to watch this game live like hey why don't you give us a little bit or like pay for it and then give us 15 bucks or 10 bucks and you'll be able to watch the game and see all the highlights and the interviews and you'll be able to keep a VOD of it, whatever you want. Like I can already see that being a thing in the, in the near future. Um, mm. and, you know, and, 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 and like, cause you know, we're already, again, you said we're already take the esports already takes a lot of cues from regular sports in that also they, it's getting to the point where people, they're starting to charge, um, you know, pretty decent amounts for tickets to esports events. Um, you know, tickets used to, you know, tickets are like, oh, it's no longer like $20, $10, whatever. It's like, it's starting to get up there to like $100, $110. You know, you want the VIP gold package. It's like $300 or $200 or $250, whatever. It, it's getting to the point where, yeah, it's going to be a, vi- it's it's not, not to say it's not already a viable thing, but it's getting to the point where it's already, beco- it's becoming a market where you can overcharge for tickets, just as you do with sporting events. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I looked at I looked at kind of like I'm in I'm in agreement with exactly what you're saying, but I looked at like the uh Overwatch like pass. Yeah, yeah. And things like of that nature, which I think really Overwatch is like the only one who really does it, but things of that nature as you're paying for not necessarily to watch and have the average experience, you're paying for an exclusive experience versus like I have to pay to watch this at all. You know what I mean? Like if you have like, if you, it's like, it's like, let's take UFC, for example, mm-hmm. they have like ESC, uh, ESPN plus, And I think like UFC plus where it's like, you can pay for that and you get 
you can log into the website, watch the fight, get all this information, get exclusive videos and all this stuff. Like you're you're not just paying for the fight. You're paying mm. for all this extra um, content versus where it's an esport. Like we may take take it for uh, granted that we can watch it for free. We can just go to Twitch or YouTube yeah. and watch the event. But then, like, there are those people who want to invest or have a different, unique experience. And that, what is it like? The Overwatch Pass is like 15 bucks, I think? Or is it yeah. less? Yeah. It's like yeah. Like, you pay that. And yeah, you can see player perspectives and all that different stuff. But you're doing it because you want that specific, unique viewing experience versus someone who just watched foot, football for like competitive. And they enjoy it and they just want to sit down and watch it without all the extra, I don't need the documentary or the team history, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I do, again, I do seeing those extra features and exclusive being, in a, in a sense, behind some type of paywall in the future because you can put a price on anything. So it's like we're making content and at some point, Oh, I shouldn't say at some point. Ads won't be as valuable as the consumer giving you, you know, their direct dollar. Right. They give you which, a direct dollar and you get immediate access. Which, again, they're going to have to find a new route because of this whole, like, there's a lot of clauses coming out from a lot of video game companies that are saying you can't pay someone to view our product, which uh, which is a very weird transition um, or a good transition into the idea that how lately there's the um, Twitch has been having this sub, uh, subscriber only mode, which yeah. um, which now it's like you coming in and it's like, hey, if you're a subscriber, you get access to my stream. If you're not, you get a free preview and then you have to pay. You have to subscribe. Yeah. Which, uh, if you take in terms of like Twitch broadcasting, uh, Overwatch League or League of Legends being uh, broadcasting or Twitch and anything like that, um, and you and you're saying you can only watch this event uh, if you are subscribed and you're paying money, that's actually violating a lot of the terms and services of a lot of games coming out. So Overwatch, um, Blizzard, Riot, uh, they've kind of come out already saying basically, if you're charging somebody to watch our game, that's illegal and you can't do that. There's one thing if you're making if this if you're making money or if a Twitch even a, just a Twitch streamer is making money by off advertisements and stuff like that. But in order for you, like for you to like have people, you can't you can't do that essentially. Um, which is again, which you know, unless you start to change some rules and stuff like that, or you find a new <clears throat> a new uh, platform to stream on, you're gonna run into some some walls with that and first off i have to say like subscriber only streams are bullshit i'm sorry like if you want to make fans like the best way to make fans is to always have it open so people can come in but for you to be like hey you want to come in you get this free preview okay get out like you don't have enough time to decide i think i think you need to be able to watch somebody for a for a couple streams to decide hey i want to subscribe to this person not just i want to watch this person for an hour like there's a whole big difference and i think you know it's not like and for lack of a better word it's not like a fucking porn website where it's like you watch the 10 minute preview and it's like you want to see more and you're a horny dude or girl and you're like yeah fuck yeah i want to see more i'll pay whatever 
Like, I'm going to see some, like, shit going down. Like, it's not the same thing. Like, streamers aren't always, like, on. They're not always, like, sometimes they're just chilling. They're not, like, they're not playing competitively. They're not playing games. Sometimes they're just chilling. Sometimes they're doing something you don't like. Like, like other means, like, and again, to go back to porn. Porn is always there to entertain you and always, like, watch you, just showing you shit that you want to see. Sometimes you don't get that on Twitch. Twitch is just, like... We're just here. We're chilling. Like, this isn't about you. This is also about me. This is, like, what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, to, 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 to adjust I don't know why. Part. I feel like, I don't know why I made it about porn, but, like, I feel like it was a good point. Like, right? Am I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's streaming, so it's, like, the same, to some extent, the same realm of online entertainment. Well, let me get back to, like, your first point. I think with tournament organizers one they they have access to the devs differently than to some extent a way a streamer does mm. so those clauses and policies of you can't pay someone to view our game now i won't say they can be easily changed because that that's probably not something that will be easy to accomplish but mm. i think with the way newer games come out and games being trendy, that's something that orgs can work toward with newer games. So say, let's say, for example, Overwatch starts to die out, right? And a new Overwatch comes up, you know, just a different developer, different games out, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, people are like, okay, we're not going to, we, we're going to put this clause in for now. So people don't make money off of our game since it's still early. But if it pops Ooh. off and people start playing competitive, there could be a tournament organizer who comes in, in the early stages and say, hey, we want to do this and we want to help, you know, create a community around the game, blah, blah, blah. And they could have those streams for events behind a paywall and to, to some extent have some agreement with the developer or the publisher and say, hey, X, like if the stream makes X amount of money, you guys get a portion of this and we take mm. this. Um, and those are policy or excuse me, those policies can be altered for current games now. You know, like mm. mm-hmm. if there is a org that's big enough and they see how much money or how many views that that tournament organizer gets that, you know, they could strike a deal with the publisher and say, hey, you know, again, we bring in X amount of viewers. If we, these amount of people are sub, like they're willing to pay for it. If, if we can bring these numbers in still and these people view, we can give you this amount or they could even take money from ad space and be like, hey, we got paid this amount for this ad. We can give you this for you to allow us to do this. That's how I kind of looked at it um, with that. But also tournament organizers, again, they can still get around it with like the overwatch pass thing like people can still view the game but it's like if you want these certain specific experience of the viewing then you have to pay for it which in a way i don't know how much with each game those those policies um like dig into that but i feel like that's a loophole because it's like no we still we aren't make like we aren't telling people hey you have to pay us to watch the game we're saying if you want this experience of watching the game, then you have to pay us. But if they just want to watch the game, that option is there. They don't they're not required to give us money. So that's like part of the reason why that works. And they like 
aside from them already being Blizzard, like it can be a loophole for other tournament organizers. As far as the streamers using it, I think it would just be very specific to, I don't think every streamer is just going to be like, oh, well, screw everyone. Like I'm, I'm doing sub only. I think it'll be like, streamers will pick it be picky and choosy about it and it will be for specific streamers like for example when streamers do like sub nights and they don't want to deal with you know the annoyance of new new viewers coming in and they want it to be very specific to like these are the people who support me and show up frequently like like to like this day I'm not looking to grow the stream I want to dedicate it to the people who are to support me. I could see them doing things like that. Now, if you're a streamer and you're just like out here wild, like I'm only doing sub streams, your stream probably won't grow. And if it does, it'll probably be because of like the weird random wonkiness that Twitch allows of people gifting sub to people who don't even watch your stream or follow your stream. Like there have been multiple times where like I will have a sub to someone and I'm like, I have no idea who this is and I've never been in their stream. Oh, like I died. Did you not realize I just disconnected? No, I heard it beat and then I <laughs> just kept going. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun to edit for you. Um, sorry about that, guys. I got disconnected while Troy was going on a very, very uh, emotional rant about stuff. And it wasn't emotional at all <laughs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna have to listen to it on when when the when the recording goes out um, but yeah I, I heard a beep and then um i heard it like come back but i was i wasn't thinking oh like you left um yeah what was i saying oh i think streamers will streamers will use it specific streamers would use it for very small niche things and the people who think that they can get away with abusing it and that it'll make them sustainable or make them a better dollar probably won't last long and it, they'll just look ridiculous. Mm. But like I was saying before, like people get, there's an option in Twitch that you can turn on and off, but I didn't realize it until the other day. Um, yeah. You can get gifted subs for someone's stream that you've never been in. Like you don't have to follow them. You, you could have never watched and you'll get a gifted sub. And I think that's like, in a in a way, that's kind of cheating the system for like the sub stream stuff. Because there could be someone who goes in the stream and is like, oh, hey, I want X amount of subs. Like, let's try to get my views up. And then this person just donates a bunch of random subs. And it could be people that are previewing or that are regular followers get a subs. And they're now able to watch the stream. And I shouldn't say that's a cheat, but... I think it's a cheat more of if the person doesn't follow the stream and they're allowed to get gifted subs to it. And then that can kind of like in some instance kind of yeah. push those people who are abusing the uh, subscriber stream only to keep doing it. But I don't think, I think again, I think overall it'll be a super niche thing. Some people will use it for like sub nights, um, like when they don't feel like dealing with randoms coming in and they just want to have specific like dedicated viewers, not just followers, but like people who are actually putting money into the stream and supporting it financially. 
I could see them using it various uh, in in niche cases, but I don't think it's going to get out of hand the way people think it's going to get out of hand. Yes, there are going to be people who attempt to abuse it, mm. but I don't think it's going to be like something outrageous. Okay. That's pretty much what I was saying before you disconnected, before you quit no. the podcast. Before I quit the fucking podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just don't like the idea of it. I, I don't like it of whatever. I, I prefer if you just did like a, like the, when you do a chat of subscriber only mode, that's fine. That, that doesn't like people could still be in the, like, Still no. enjoy the stream or the experience without like feeling you just, uh, excluded. Yeah, like uh, you know, people tend to turn that back on after like an hour or something like that, and that's fine. But like the idea of being like, "Hey, you can't even enjoy this. You're not. You don't. You don't got this money." Like it's just like, all right, fucking okay. It's again go. It's like it's like, hey, you can't come into this club unless you pay me forty dollars to get in. Like, how do you feel in real life when you try to go to a bar and someone's like, you got to pay a $20 cover? What? Like, I don't even, and, and it's the idea, it's the idea of like, I don't even know if I'm going to like this, like in six hours being here. I like, like, it, it's it's like almost like forcing you to be like, well, I guess I got to fucking stay. Like, I guess I got to fucking do this thing. And it's the same thing with like streamers. It's like, I don't even know if I like this streamer. I don't even know if I buy with them. What if they say some really racist shit like two hours two hours into me being a subscriber and I'm on subscriber mode. Like, okay, cool. I just, I just, I won't pay like next month, but like I just fucking wasted money on someone who's kind of an asshole or kind of a dick or something like that. You know? I yeah. Know. That's, I, I, that's, I, I get it. But again, I, I don't think it's going to go to like those extremes. And I think what people will do is, We'll try to follow streamers and wait or maybe like leave a tab open because that's what I do. Like I'll leave a tab open if I don't know if I want to follow the person's stream and I'll just like occasionally check back to see if they're live and then watch it from there and then like give it like a few days. and be Like, okay, I enjoyed the stream. Like I'll follow, but I'm not going to just going to like unless they're like some like a pro player or something that I really like want to check out and like they just so happen to go offline. Then I'll like follow. So like I don't have to keep doing that like if i'm not at home but if like i'm at home i'll just like leave the tab open so i can see people doing things like that where it's like i'll take the chance of potentially checking this person's uh catching the stream while it's not in the sub only mode and seeing if i like it and then maybe i'll follow and sub but i think it'll promote more potentially promote more people who are following to sub to people Mm -hmm. um the thing i don't know is will this sub thing only be for partners or for affiliates i would assume they are going to put it out for partners first and then affiliates if if mm. if they are re- even going to do it for affiliates at all those great fucking affiliates fucking guys <laughs> um but yeah uh and, and, if, and if people do abuse it i think it would be most likely the affiliates over the partners mm. and it'll probably be because someone's trying to get clout yeah It'll definitely be because someone wants to boost their stream up and try to get partnered and they're going to find some way to abuse the sub only mode if affiliates get it and then they're going to ruin it. And then people are going to be like, see, this is what we were talking about. We tried to tell you. Mm. But I don't think it'll be that extreme, but we shall see. 
So moving on from pay-per-view and subscriber-only streams. Well, no, we we talked about. Oh, I, uh, I thought you were gonna go into it. <laughs> I was ready. I was like, "Where's it going?" And then. No, 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 no. Because yeah. you brought up something that was on the docket, but yeah. I didn't pay any attention. Like I paid attention, but I wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what's up? It's your boy. Out here co-hosting like a fucking pro. All right. What do you think about uh, Dota 2 surpassing 25 million as a prize pool for the tournament? I mean, good for fucking them. Like, like, good for fucking them. <laughs> That's it? Because to me, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me because I feel like every year for the international, Dota, like, does the crowdfunding and, like, they break some record that yeah. people act like, it's not possible because people love to try to say like Dota is a dead game because of League and Fortnite and all these other things that have big streamer numbers. But the thing that people don't realize is that kind of like StarCraft 2, like StarCraft 2, yeah, you can call it a dead esport or dead game, but there are dedicated people who still play it, who've invested so much time into it. And Dota yeah. is the same. Like people played Warcraft 3 and then played the mod of Dota and then, you know, moved on to Dota 2 when it went to Steam. Like, there's some people that are invested who aren't just going to, like, quit the game. And, like, even if they don't play the game, they're willing to put money into it to watch it at a competitive level. Yeah, I think I... I just... I think be, I think it, it just goes to show us how dedicated the fan base is. Um, And I think it's awesome. I, I do. I think it's, like... It's, like, it's... You know, I've seen... You know, we keep seeing these prize pools go up and up and up and, like... And I think we're going to continue to see them just keep growing like this. And especially, um, especially with a game like Dota 2, where like people like will say it's a dead game, but then you go to like the Dota 2 event and it's just like, nope, there's a huge dedicated fucking. Yeah. Like, uh, like people base, are so. watching the game. Like yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like with Overwatch, for example, when people are like, oh, the viewer base drop, like on Twitch and all these streaming platforms, like, but also you have to understand like you take a chunk like right now let's just see just let's, let's look right now the overwatch league is broadcasting to 103,000 yes a lot of people will be like oh but like last year at this time it was like 110 120 it's like also last year they weren't broadcasting on ESPN they weren't, they weren't doing as many viewer pow- uh they weren't yeah they parties. weren't they weren't broadcasting on ABC which uh that was a whole thing yesterday everybody was like freaking out like and I, for lack of a better word, normies were like, were like, this fucking why is uh, like ABC like somebody tweeted, ABC they do that every year, dude. Every time it's on TV, they freak out and have some meltdown and be like, why is this on my television? It's like well, you have a remote, change the channel. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing is someone tweeted, the ABC refused to broadcast um, Trump's Fourth uh, of July parade, but will will broadcast nerds playing Overwatch. Good job, guys. Good job. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you, and those aren't even in the same realm. Yeah. Like, like fuck off. First off, because they can broadcast whatever the fuck they want, and B, like it's it just so happens that hey, like they realize like some one of these things is gonna garner positive good support and viewership. The other one is not. <laughs> Let's be honest here. I don't know. Any anytime I've seen people reacting to video games being on TV, it's just like the dumbest argument and a waste of time because it's like 
you're literally arguing when you have a remote and you can Which, change the change. Because my thing is, this is the thing, right? Yeah, it's on TV. And it's on a channel that you want to watch. But you have a program on the TV, a guide that tells you what's coming on that channel on what day. So you can look and say, I don't know what Overwatch is. I'm not going to watch it. Or you can see it and like, ah, oh, that's a video game. I'm changing the channel. But instead, you choose to leave it there and say, yo, there are nerds sitting on my TV. Now you're giving us a view and you're tweeting about it. Because again, at the end of the day, it's all a, it's a numbers game. So now there's a tweet about it and there's a view. So you just supported it, but you're hating on it. How does that make any sense? Just change the channel. Is that simple? Or look at the guy and be like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. Mm. It's not that hard. I, and that's why I don't know why people, again, it's like social media. We go to there to rant and put our opinion that doesn't really matter. But it's like, just change the fucking channel. It's not that hard. Yeah. Just change the fucking channel. Like, ah, like, I don't even. Yeah, you bringing that up just kind of <laughs> tilted me. Because people are stupid. People are stupid. No, people are fucking dumb. And, like, people are dumb about a lot of things. I'm very angry about a lot of things today. Um, one of them being people are still fucking giving shit about the new Milan. People are giving shit that a black girl was cast to be Ariel in the Little Mermaid remake. Listen, there's a lot of things we're mad about today. Listen, ah! I, saw, I, saw, I saw a great tweet that someone put out. And it said, what did it say? It said, people, people can believe, like, Jesus is white, but they can't believe that a fictional character that is a mermaid can be black. Listen, man. I just, well, one of my favorite tweets was like, if you guys are upset about, about Ariel being black, wait till you hear about Jesus. And I was like, ah! <laughs> but let's move on from black Ariel and Jesus and people being angry that video games are on their TV. I want to, I do want to say, get back to the Dota thing though. I'm again, I'm not surprised that they reached 25 million because Dota does very phenomenal with their uh, fun, uh, crowdfunding. And I think, it's, what is it called? Like the chest or whatever that they do. Yeah. Um, that always I mean, performs I, well. So I'm not shocked. I can see them getting hitting 30. I can see them hitting 30 mil. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised by it. Yeah. So, I wouldn't even be surprised if it goes beyond that. But I don't, I don't think it'll, I think it'll cap at 30 if it does. Plain and simple. All right, so um, we have like uh, we have like two topics that are kind of like that basically can kind of merge into one. Um, well, it's kind of like know, three. Well, like CWL and like uh, optic gaming and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, you want to get into that or before not, we dive I'm, into that? Before I'm, we dive I would say into I'm that. not very well versed in that in that area. Uh, you're probably more uh, well versed than me. Before we dig into that, right? Yes. Let's let's talk about the GTA 6 speculation. I want to read over this because some people told me that we don't talk enough about video games or like what we're playing. So let's... Well, I'll tell you what I'm not playing, GTA 5. <laughs> they deleted, they deleted the Reddit it. post and I they didn't did. screenshot it. Good. You motherfuckers. Now I got to start screenshotting stuff. Anyway, yeah. so part of the speculation was the from the details was there's a guy on, on Reddit 
Um, one of the people that he plays game with, I think he said he works at Rockstar. And when they will ask hey, him about details um, in regards to like when Rockstar games get brought up or something in the industry gets brought up. And instead of him saying no or no, no, he said if something wasn't true and it was a flat out lie, he would say, no, that's not true. It's not happening. But if it was potentially true or had some fact to it, he usually would be neutral. He wouldn't say yes. He wouldn't say no. And they would usually take his silence on the topic as a yes, there's some truth to it. With this one, it was a full on post about like a bunch of details from GTA 6. Um, Mm. If I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be. I'm trying to remember all of this from the Reddit post. It was a Hispanic main character. Yeah, buddy. I don't know. I want to say that's me. <laughs> I want to say he was from the Dominican Republic, if I'm not sure. That's but not I, me. That's not me. I can't remember. I could be wrong. It might have been Dominican Republic or like Puerto Rico. But he still not me. But yeah, buddy. <laughs> he was uh he was of Hispanic descent. It was set in the 80s. And it was supposed to follow closely to... It's going to um, be like fucking Miami? Yeah, it's going back to Vice City. Yeah. Um, apparently, there was supposed to be two... It's rumored to have two different areas because it's supposed to follow like a storyline of kind of like Narcos where the Ooh. main character starts as like a, a lowly kind of like... Uh, like fake drug lord but he's not really a drug lord, but he's trying to like establish his empire. Um, And you bounce between like Vice City and I think a a South American country. Mm. Um, And it's, and it's set around the eighties, but it's apparently supposed to still follow like a storyline of Narcos. And seeing like hearing all that made me super excited because if that is the case, I would love, I've, I've been waiting to see Vice City like in modern time well technically sure the 80s isn't modern but updated I'm, I'm pretty sure vice city was like the last uh time it was i'm pretty sure that was like the last gta game i like actively played why is that you just decided like i'm done with this after that um i played it and then like i was like oh this was fun and then just like i think my my interest my like interest in those type of free roaming type games and stuff kind of like i became kind of disinterested um and i started playing like uh different more like different types of games i think the closest that i actually the closest to the game the last game that i played like that or in a similar vein was yakuza zero um and i love yakuza zero so found it i can read it off sorry i didn't mean to cut you off yeah go for it hit me hit me hit me i want to hear so these are the details deeds hit me with deeds GTA title has been in develop. It's been in development since 2012. Um, one year before GTA 5 launched. Uh, its code name is Project Americas. That's what it is. Okay, so it's supposed to be set in both Vice City and a fictional location based on Rio de Janeiro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, with some linear missions that tie to Liberty City, but not open world. Um, so. You know what that means, though, right? What? You know, you know what's you know what's gonna be since they're going to like a place that's like, uh, kind of based on Rio de Janeiro. 
you know you know what what's gonna be on like the GTA soundtrack, right? Some bad bunny, even though I don't think he's Brazilian. Oh my <laughs> Oh my god. Dude, if that's not in the trailer for GTA six, I'm gonna be highly upset. Oh my god. I just fucking yeah, that's right. Yeah, call me a fucking spoiler, okay? <laughs> that was perfect, dude. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> okay, what else? So it says um if it apparently some of the the side missions that will be like linear to the game could take place in Cuba, but it's not confirmed. Um game balance Game will balance realism in arcade, but won't be as realistic as Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, it's GTA. It says one playable uh, protagonist at this time, which is male, um, his name will be Ricardo, or speculated to be... This is all speculation and rumored and allegedly, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yep, so yep. His, the character's name, supposedly Ricardo... He will start off as a low-level cog smuggling cocaine with where he tries to make connections and become a drug lord. Mm. Set in set in 1970s, 1980s. Uh, there's another key character named Casey who is part of the narrative. So maybe, maybe Casey is potentially a second female protagonist that we could be play as. Um, because that was a thing in GTA five, you bounced between three characters of Michael, Trevor and Franklin to mm. complete different missions and progress in the story. So if Casey is not a supporting character, um, mm. that's a part of the narrative. She could be a full on who knows you could be like, you could play as Ricardo. Who's like the wannabe drug Lord who's on the up and coming. And Casey could be like a character who's already established or a major connection, or even becomes like the rival of Ricardo. That would be super mm. interesting to see. Um, says you start off as grunts doing cocaine runs from vice city to the new, uh, large Southern American area, making mm. connections with big time drug Lords. So multiple cities, again, um, potentially a fake Rio de Janeiro, um, Vice City, and potentially Colombia. It won't be linear, apparently. It'll have some chapter system that's uh, similar to Red Dead Redemption 2, which I have not played. Mm. Apparently, weather is a heavy focus, so there will be hurricanes and floods. Oh, so like... Are you going to be like, if you're like smuggling drugs or like on a plane, can your plane get like fucked up by like a fucking hurricane or some shit? And it's, then you it's can't possible. deliver drugs? It's like, possible oh. because I think in GTA, yeah, in GTA 5, there's a mission. Um, I can't remember the mission name, but you still like this giant Titan um, like military plane. And I think you're delivering drugs and the weather... <laughs> the weather is actually affecting the way you fly the plane. So yeah, while you're having your narcos theme playing in the background, you have and you're flying your plane thinking you're freaking Pablo Escobar, there's gonna be lightning gets, and rain and wind. Yeah, yeah they're trying to destroy your plane and knock you out of the air. 
Let's see what else is on the bullet list. And I'm reading this bullet list from um, Deserto. Um, I guess they took the bullets from Reddit before it got the Reddit post got taken down. Mm-hmm. So I'm just reading down that list. Um, it says buildings change over the eras, vehicles too. Um, this causes headaches apparently because they have managed to apparently hang on, but they managed to nail a pipeline to get it working. So older, rare classic cars get more expensive as time progressive. Full economy. Oh, huh. that is interesting. That's, That's very interesting. interesting. They're applying like a, an economy system because in GTA 5, they also had a little feature. Are you dropping change? Uh, I, was, I was putting it to my piggy bank. What the? <laughs> Listen, um, my desk has a lot of things. Okay? You're doing a lot of podcast ad libs and I appreciate it. <laughs> I've never listened to a podcast with ad libs, but I appreciate it. <laughs> It fucking it fucking works and I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, because GTA Five had like a mini economy system or a stock system where you could put money in, and yeah. like over X amount of time, like you could make money or lose money. Um, but that was a really cool system. I thought they were gonna implement it into, um, what is it, GTA Online, but they mm-hmm. didn't, and I would have liked to see that because. I think it would have been cool to have like some type of stock system that reflects real life in an online game and you can Mm. make money, especially because GTA Online wants you to play the game and somewhat buy shark cards. But I think that would be a good way to get players to invest money in the game and, you know, come back occasionally and see like, all right, how much money have I made? And then play around that. Like, that would be really cool, especially since they're opening uh, a casino in the game. That would be interesting to see. The casino thing, I'm kind of iffy about, but only because of GTA RP, but that's for another time or not really something to know. I have to know. I'm sorry. Oh, just, oh, before before you say this, it says... They want to have an incredible 70s and 80s soundtrack, but the jury is still out on that one. So we might not be getting... If I don't get fucking Donza Kudur, I'm, I'm out. That's it. That's we it. might not get I'm it. Out. But what were you about um, to say? What is every, Why does everyone love GTA RP so much? I've never jumped into that realm. Like, is it... Like, what is it about? Is it fun? Is it like... You gotta tell me. It's fun, but this is the thing with GTA RP. So... With GTA, GTA RP has always been a thing, even since GTA 4. And I think, how even San Andreas, when it was like on PC. Mm. But the, the reason it's so big in the streamer aspect of it is because, one, you, people have, smaller streamers have a chance to interact with larger streamers and that can grow their mm. stream because people are going to mm-hmm. look for mm-hmm. the character that people are playing mm-hmm. and then follow the stream. But it's also the fact that it's not like GTA Online where like GTA Online, you start off with nothing, like the bare minimum, like different right, RP right. servers. You you I think you start off with like nothing, but it's not the same like you the, because it's a mod. So people have things set up and you can make money quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you're you're interacting with other people who are role playing. So like. It's like they're interacting within a real world versus 
GTA Online where you spawn with nothing and then someone could just be driving down the street in a freaking SWAT truck and shoot you in the face and then you mm. never want to play the game again. So it's like a little bit, it's like almost like a friendlier side of GTA Online. But I think mm. the biggest thing is just people being able to, it, it being so exclusive to get in certain servers. So it's the cool kid aspect. Um, people being and being able to interact with larger streamers like Lyric Summit and you know other guys that hop in it. Um, okay. And and again, it's it's very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Improv. It's very improv. So it's okay, cool. not like planned out streams or like a structure. And people who watch streams for that entertainment purpose of in the sense of I find this individual funny um regardless of what game they play mm. um like that's something that keeps people coming back to RP because like those people can think on you know they're quick and witty and want to see scenarios played out in a certain way and again it gives people for servers that aren't super overpopulated it gives them opportunity to interact with these streamers that they enjoy um without even having to be themselves they're they're completely different person when they go into gta Mm. so uh, it's different aspects i the thing that annoys me about it is just how many people flock to it like gta rp hasn't always been a thing or that gta online hasn't been because you can you can rp you can you can role play in gta online but it's not the same because there's not with gta online there's not rules set around it so look at it as GTA Online is no holds bar, and then GTA RP is GTA Online, where you still have the freedom to do whatever you want, but there's a structured rules, um, kind of like actual society. There's structured rules around what you can do and how you can behave and interact with other people, and I think that's uh-huh. what brings people more to it. Is it? It's they treat it as like this simulation. It's, Almost like mm. The Sims. That's how I look okay. at it. All right. All right. Um, so continuing down the list, uh, Drug Empire is built in a similar mechanic to the way GTA City Stories was, but bigger. Think GTA Online system, but dial it up to 10. I don't know how I feel about that because that's massive already. And saying you're multiplying that by 10, like, that's kind of nutty. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only have weapons on your person, not arsenal in your back pocket. So think Red Dead oh. Redemption 2 or Max Payne 3, which is so really like, different. So like you could just have like a pistol in a holster Pro- and, yeah. and a gun on your back. <laughs> it'll, it'll probably be something of that nature, which, which I would like to see because sometimes the situations in GTA, and I know it's not, you don't play GTA necessarily for its realism, but it's like this dude probably wouldn't have a rocket launcher in this uh, scenario or situation. Mm. So like, but it makes the game easier because you can just blow mm. something up. But I would yeah, I would yeah. like to see missions in GTA being a little bit more realistic where it's like, yeah. all right, I'm chasing this guy have- or we're in a gunfight, but only one of us has a pistol or like we both yeah. have pistols or whatever. Yeah, um, or like I have like, a pistol. He he has a fucking sniper rifle or some shit. Yeah, but but usually it's it's the opposite. It's like the other the AI have like 
ARs or pistols, and then you have a sniper, or you just have like a a rocket launcher and grenades. Like, yeah. But we'll see. I'll see. I want to see how that's going to play out um, within the GT, the realm of GTA. Mm. Um, again, because that's very different than uh, what we usually see. And I still have yet to play Red Dead Redemption Two, so that's something I want to play. But I'm waiting for it to come out on PC. Right. Let's see. Your personal vehicle, similar to GTA Five, but can now change it, will be your horse saddle. Wait, wait, wait. Your horse saddle. Okay. So all your equipment is stored in the trunk, similar to LA Noir. Oh. You also have to store your body armor in the car. If you wear it, it appears no longer just an invisible thing. Oh, I like that. That's a that's kind of a thing on GTA Online where you can buy armor. And then you can set it to be visible. Oh, okay. So I, that's I, not that's it's I'm, new to the story realm of GTA, but not necessarily new to the world of GTA. Mm. Um, I do like that. It says your personal vehicle will be like your horse and saddle in Red Dead Redemption Two, but there's a parenthesis that says similar to GTA Five, but can now change it. So in GTA Five, you have Franklin's car or motorcycle, mm. or I think it's a car. That it's like his car. So like anytime you like spawn in the world, you're either like in the car or it's nearby or like you're capable of getting it. Right. Um, so you always have access to a vehicle, which in GTA seems to be a very weird issue because there are times when you go to the world, you're in the world and like no vehicles are spawning near you, but there's AI, but there's just like was, no vehicle. So it's really weird. Uh, so was there a like a car service system? Like, in GTA 5? Yeah. Yeah. You could call and get your own car. Well, wait. It might only be an online. In story, mm-hmm. I, I it's been a really long time since I actually touched the story of GTA 5. Because I do remember, like, like if we're talking, like, uh, Sleeping Dogs, like, when mm-hmm. you got high enough in the story, you eventually unlock, like, someone who would bring you a car. And you would just call him on your phone. And he would just show up and be like, here's your car. Yeah. In GTA, <laughs> I think you can call, like, taxis. But I don't think you can call anyone to drop your car off. I think that's only in GTA Online I can, because I there's can like see that being, uh, um, garage mechanics. I can see that being a thing, though, eventually. Like once you're like high enough in this like drug world, you have a designated like chauffeur who would just show up and bring you your car or just take you places and on demand. Um, yeah, that would be super <laughs> useful. Because again, there's times in the world where you're like just stuck. And it's like it's not like you're in the desert. You'll be in the city and there will just be like no vehicle around you have to run until like the game decides to like render in vehicles i don't know yeah. why it does i've never looked into the what actually causes that yeah um it says there will be tons of subtitle reading think max Payne. well obviously because if it's set in rio de janeiro there will probably yeah. be people speaking spanish i think we're gonna have a, or a very, portuguese it seems like this one is gonna be very story driven or it's going to have like a very heavy story um, or try to, you know, be not like a visual novel, but me sort of like, like play like a, like a real, like a movie, like a, um, yeah, a narco, a narcos esque movie, which I like. Well, that's exactly what like. this comment, the bullet says. It says, because the characters speak the native, the language they're native to, very immersive, like watching an episode of Narcos. When you're in South America, don't expect to hear much English. Vice City, however, is a mix of everything, mostly English, though. Mm-hmm. So, very cool. Um, 
Last bit of narrative info, it says it will discuss topics such as HIV and the immigration crisis of the time, oh. a fictional version of Fidel Castro. Oh. And then someone How's put a comment. And then someone put it, the, the person who was putting the bullet said, though, I'll be pissed if our protagonist dies from AIDS or some shit like Arthur did and TB. I don't know if that's a spoiler. It's kind of a spoiler, but... Uh, Next-gen only, so it will not be on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Game is now their priority focus. Good thing I got a PC. (laughs) Yeah, but you might have to upgrade, so... But yeah, that's GTA V speculation. Um, I'm excited. You mean GTA 6? Huh? You mean GTA 6? Yeah, what I say, five or just GTA? You said GTA Five. Oh well, yeah, GTA Five Six. I'm gonna say it again. GTA Six. Uh, speculated rumors. I'm excited to see if 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 it's even just set around that time, and you're doing like drug lord stuff. I'm interested because like I wanted to play Mafia Three because it had like that mafia aspect of like you could you and- have like. You have the mafia. You can tell them what to do, how they run things, and they react to, like, the choices you make. Like, if you give someone too much power, someone else would be like, I don't like the fact that you just gave him that much power. Like, I'm, you know, blah, 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 and they can rise up against yeah. you. I want to see that, but I wanted it in the GTA realm of things, not necessarily, like, the mafia world, because I have a better tie and connection to, like, the GTA world because of its history than I do mafia. Real quick, mafia. Three, not that good. And that's what I was scared of because a lot of people said it wasn't that good. But I've, but I was like, only interested I, like, in I, Mafia I Three for Mafia, that Mafia aspect. Like I played Mafia, I played Mafia Three, and I beat it, and it was okay. And I went back and played Mafia Two again, and I was like, this is way better. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that I didn't. I won't say waste money on it. Maybe I'll f- play it on Steam if it's like super super cheap right now for the summer sale. But I don't yeah, know because yeah, yeah. it's not a game I checked for. But Again, I only wanted to play it because I saw like that, like controlling kind of economy, uh, mafia aspect of it. I didn't really care. I wasn't super interested in the story. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see like what because it's like it, the system reminded me of um, Shadow of Mordor. How like when you kill a commander and you can like bring them back, somebody like, take, take them place. over. Yeah, yeah. 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 But and then you can control them and tell them, hey, like, go here and fight or, hey, come here and fight this thing with me. Like, it kind of reminded me of that. And I wanted to experience that in the world of GTA uh, mm. with like mafia type s backgrounds. Mm. Um, but yeah, you I'm interested just, for that. Thanks for reminding me, by the way, that uh, <laughs> the spring summer, the summer sale was going on on Steam. Yeah, have you not bought anything thus far? Not really. Uh, I'm literally just just looking at it now. I bought like four games. Uh, I think two of them were story games. And actually, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, I never played the new. Um, um, I never played what's it called? Um, the second Wolfenstein. So I might cop that because it's like under ten bucks. Um, so I might. I might grab that. I work for them, so I can't really speak on it. 
Cool, 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 cool. Good to know. Good to know. Maybe I'll tell, right. you, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you off stream or uh, off, off stream. Let's go. I'll tell you off the podcast. Um, so the games that I purchase is Watch Dogs Two, Tacoma, which is like a puzzle game, mm-hmm. uh, Kona, and I repurchased the Witcher Three Game of the Year edition because mm-hmm. I originally got a, a free copy of the Witcher Three. When it first released, when I bought my graphics card, mm-hmm. but I got the game through Cog, lost mm-hmm. access to the account, Good couldn't job. recover Good the job. email, the account name, or the password, and so I essentially, and my computer had reset, so uh, the Witcher had uninstalled, and then when I wanted to go back to uh, install it, I couldn't because I didn't have access to the account, so I have mm. now forever lost the Witcher three. My free version of it, so I repurchased it. Mm. So, but I'm happy because I got Game of the Year edition, and the free one didn't come with it. So, mm. I will say though, The Witcher one and two, I think mainly one, the controls were very funky. So I don't know if it's possible for me to even go back and play it because it just felt so. Yeah, just not um, I, fluid. I at do all. feel like uh, The Witcher three kind of was better. I mean, it felt better. The controls felt definitely felt better when I went, when I got to play like the first few missions that I did. So, mm. but moving on from GTA speculation and the Steam Summer Sale, the thing that Henry is not familiar with most, Call of Duty. I'm not yeah. that familiar with it either. Hey, but hey, I pay attention to the some of the news that occurs within the Call of Duty realm. So let's start off with the franchising of. Call of Duty League, right? Mm. Two new cities were announced to be officially franchised within the Call of Duty League. That was LA and a, um, Minnesota. Mm. The mm. LA mm-hmm. team will be Optic. <laughs> but according to Hector, Optic Hector, there will not be them. It, According to his tweet, this ain't us. We'll dig into that a little bit more. Well, it's the it's it's probably gonna it's it's the new optic. It's the optic that's owned by Immortals. So, of course, they're not gonna have former optic players. Like, well, the thing is, they haven't released the optic, the current optic team. They just said that they haven't. Really, well, for one, they haven't really said much. But we, we'll dig into that. Let's let's dig into that right after. The other team that was announced, uh, or it's not an official team, but the city is Minnesota. Weird. It is. And it's even, I won't say it's weirder, but it's more surprising that that Minnesota team will be um, part of Wise Ventures and it has Gary Vanderchuk as an investor. Am I surprised by Gary Vanderchuk wanting to be an investor in esports? No, because he's always talking about wanting to buy the Jets. And it would make sense for someone who is very optimistic and wants to be the, I want to say, yeah, wants to be the first in things and understand the space. Mm. I can see him buying this again to, so, cause so he can have that. I own this team and he has like a control of some type of control within the space um, early on. And again, he always wants to buy the. He always says he wants to buy the Jets. That's a life goal of his. So I'm not surprised by him being it. 
I am surprised by it being Minnesota. Yeah, I don't like, know. Weird why Minnesota city, but... of all cities to be franchised <clears throat> in Call of Duty? Unless the league uh, plans on franchise at some point trying to franchise a team from every state. Mm-hmm. Which I could see them doing, but right now, this early on, it, Minnesota is very... <clears throat> because how... how like I'm thinking about it this way, right? It's Activision Blizzard... Call of Duty League and uh, Overwatch League are both run by Blizzard, and you currently see Overwatch League doing Homestead events. Yeah. So I'm thinking, and I don't know because I'm not from Minnesota, so I don't know how the esports community is there, but how weird would it be if there was an Overwatch Homestead event in Minnesota? Like, what do you think that turnout would be? You might get a really good turnout because you might have all these gamers and stuff in Minnesota, like, holy shit. Nobody's ever, like, wanted to represent our, like, us, and now we have this event, and, like, fuck yeah, we're going to go, and you're going to, I think you're going to see a big turnout, and I think you're going to see, like, surrounding states, if it's just Minnesota, like, being like, oh, like, dude, we should just go over there, it's a three-hour drive, it's a four-hour drive, whatever, let's just go, you know, and I think you're going to see a lot of, um, a lot of stuff, uh, publicity. Yeah, I, I would, I would want to know. And I, I, I'm in agreement with, like, people would drive to it, depending on, you know, how close they are. But I would want to know what the, comp- like, the competitive gaming or esports community looks like in Minnesota currently. Mm-hmm. Maybe there could be a lot of COD players out of Minnesota, and they're looking to pick up some of these guys and just be based out of there since, you know, that's their home city. But mm-hmm. I'm just not too familiar, or nor do I know. I don't think I know anyone from Minnesota um, to get that information from. But it's int- it's an interesting location, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of surprising because I don't think <clears throat> even uh, Minnesota has teams franchised in the NBA league or like mm-hmm. the hockey league, uh, <clears throat> like these sports oriented franchise uh, leagues. I don't think Minnesota's any in any of those. Mm-hmm. And if they are, someone can correct me. You can look it up. I didn't fact check it. I'm just free balling here, but tell us we're wrong. We don't care. Yeah. But yeah, so that there's that. As far as so back to Hector's tweet of this ain't us. Yeah. So it's not like that optic team isn't the current it's possible that it won't be the current roster but the thing is it's like i don't know if the players are able to currently absolve their contracts or or once the league is over or this year is over um and immortals haven't said much in regards to what they're planning on doing with the call of duty roster they did come out and say like we understand that the optic brand is really strong and it's a you know historic and it's not something that it wouldn't be smart for us to get rid of but it doesn't make sense because they release the gears of war optic team but when they tweeted out and said we released them they said they did it per their request and i think that there was per the the roster's request i think that they made it seem like the roster was wanting out of the contracts, and that's very much possible. I'm I'm not well, saying it's not, but it would just be very 
to me, it's kind of weird that they would want out of it unless, 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 unless they know that at some point Hector is starting that new org and they're just going to resign under him. Yeah. Um, which I, which that's what I kind of see, and them being like, "All right, we're gonna go here, and then, like, eventually we're gonna get resigned." Like, it's taking a chance, but I think unless they have some kind of insider information that we don't. Um, well, I mean, they're they're again, they're a part of the org. They're within the space. They have access to conversation. So I'm pretty sure they have information that that we're not privy to. Yeah. To me, it just seemed weird that. If, if they were released per their request, I could only see that as either they were already in talks or they know that there's potentially another org on the way mm. who I won't say it's going to be like the new optic, but it might be again i think it might be something hector's doing in some way or form of starting a new org um and essentially kind of maintaining that green wall fan base yeah even if that means that immortals is able to retain the rights of the name optic gaming i think that fan base is more loyal to the people that built the brand then they are loyal to the brand because esports is very yeah people are attached to the brands but they're mainly attached to the brands because of the individuals who built it or who are the faces of that brand not necessarily the like it's not people who are saying like i'm a boston celtics fan because i'm a fan of the organization and i'm from boston because a lot of over or a lot of, excuse me a lot of esports teams don't have roots in regards to like where they're from and who they represent because gamers are from everywhere these streamers are from everywhere like yep it's not location based um so people become fans of the people who are part of the brand so when those when people those people leave the brand or those those people make a new brand they then become a fan of that so with again with the gears team leaving i think it's if it is per their request i think it's foresight if this is just poor wording from whoever sent this tweet out from the optic gaming twitter account that is probably an immortals employee saying per their request that's a really bad look but from what i've seen thus far none of the gears players came out and said like hey we didn't actually ask for this um there is a video uh Link to that tweet that came out, um, you know, saying farewell to all the players. But, oh, and, and on top of that, you have some of the over or excuse me, what am I saying Overwatch? The current Call of Duty roster of Optic, when it was announced that Optic would be the franchised org for LA, I think, uh, I think there the was reaction. a lot of reactions from those players, including the Hector, this ain't us, but some of the players just had some memes and gifts that they were throwing under the tweet that was kind of like, like, like what's going on? Like we never yeah. were made aware of this or this is some kind of joke. So that was a good fun, that was some fun banter. 
um, even though they were probably serious. The LeBron gif. Uh, that Scott from, Yeah, that one got me fucked up. I was just like, ha! Yeah. That that um, was the one I was like, like, what? Like... Um, but yeah, that that's the basic gist of Call of Duty. Again, I I don't have like insider information. I'm not a part of the COD community, so I can't say. I don't know. Yeah, and if if, if anyone wants to give us some insight on the COD community or on CWL, please feel free to tweet at us. Like, let us know. Like, you can if you tweet wanna, at us like, at Till GG Do Us Part. Fuck you! It wasn't that was that wasn't a. That wasn't a plug, asshole. How are they going to tweet at us if they don't know the, the Twitter handle? You could have said it later on in the damn episode no, in the outro. No, you say it right then and there. You can find us at 2GG. Do us part on Twitter and on Twitch. On Twitch? Yeah. I'll tell you about it after. Oh. But someone did bring up a good question in regards to all this optic talk, right? If Optic is the franchise city for the Call of Duty League out of LA, what does that mean for 100 Thieves? Oh, you could have two, right? I don't know. Listen, there's there's fucking how many how I many teams know. are in Cal how many teams are in California for 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 like Overwatch? There's three. You have a San Francisco team. You have two LA teams. First off, you could have two LA LA teams if you want. Or if Hunter Thieves could just fuck off to any, not fuck off, but go to any other city in California. They could be the San Diego team. They could be the San Francisco team. They could be, fuck, they could, I don't know, Burbank or whatever. I don't know my cities in California. I'm sorry. I know I like three. I don't think, this is me personally because I don't know. I, I Well, for one, I don't know how many cities Um like slots are per call of like the call of duty league so i don't know if la you know la can have two slots and in regards to cities right 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 i personally not saying it's not capable of being done but i don't see nate shot moving the 100 thieves guys out of la Mm -hmm. just so they can play yeah. In the league. Now they he could. And it, you know, again, that's their game. Like, why wouldn't you do that? But part mm-hmm. of the reason I don't see it is because of like 100 Thieves, yes, they're an esports org, but they're also a content hub. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much those players contribute to the content hub aspect of things. So would them leaving I don't think them leaving would hinder the content aspect of it, but it would just be like, okay, how are we going to do like this COD content? Because I feel like Nate Shot is someone who has a heavy hand and oversees it mm. because it's COD. Like that's his background. Even though he might not go to every event and be there every time they win, like when they won an Anaheim, I'm 100% sure it's there. there. I saw like pictures of him there. So it's like, would he up and move that team to another city so that they can continue to play in the Call of Duty League? Or do those players leave 100 Thieves and go to different orgs? Or do they just stop playing Call of Duty overall and become full-time content creators? 
a lot of speculation on that. Yeah, it is 100%. But to me, that was just kind of like, when I saw that tweet, it it made me think about it because it's like, yeah, they can move them, but does that hurt their content, their content creation? If it doesn't, then boom, go ahead and do it. Have them represent a different city. But if it does, where do you go from there? That's yeah. how I looked at it. Uh, so moving on from Optic, did you have any more things on Call of Duty? No. You said you didn't watch it? No. Okay. So I don't know if you saw this, and this isn't on the docket, and it's something that came up randomly. But I thought we could, it was interesting and that we could briefly discuss. Yeah, sure. Let's talk. Let's go. It was. Yes. Smash Pro Ally is retiring after admitting to lying about dating a 60-year-old. Now, with this, I don't want to... Let me send you the article link really quick. So you please, can, like, please, yeah. Sh- uh, shoot it over to me, sorry, kid. I think... Um, oh, wait. Let me pull it up on This there. wasn't the one that was beat by, like, the, the girl, right? Uh, I don't think so. This is... I don't, I don't believe so. But pretty much, Ally <sighs> is a very, very good and popular uh, Smash player out of Canada. And to me, it was just interesting that this story came out or this evidence, I guess you could say, came out and that he decided to retire. And mm. in the article... Oh, so this was... Yes, yeah, so this was who um, he was actually beat by a 15-year-old girl named uh, Bo- uh, Bochi, Boki, I don't know how to say her name. She w- He beat her. Uh, she beat him in like a pro tournament. Um, and he ended up, she ended up getting like all this fucking hate and, um, you know, she tweeted like, she's like, um, like she goes, fame sucks. I literally would have rather lost that set and have uh, and have done nothing. Fame has brought nothing but stress and annoying. There are nice people, but a lot of negativity that came from it too. Sigh, I hate this. And she says, the worst of it comes from being a girl too. They got on my ass saying all kinds of rude shit and it's beyond stressful. Sigh, I high key wish I didn't play Smash right now. Fuck. So this was the girl that beat Ally. Um, she beat him. <clears throat> and the, the worst part is that she is still getting shit even after like 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 a lot of the heat uh from this ally thing like mm-hmm. no one really is talking about it because of the fact that they're more so talking about oh this girl's getting bullied that's not fucking right um so that that, that part of it i wasn't aware of yeah uh, but uh going on to this i, I kind of started reading about it i didn't really read the statement um uh well, pr- pretty much from what I've read, the gist of it is he had some type of relationship with another player by the name of Captain Zack, who was 16. And apparently in, uh, I think it's Captain Zack is from Louisiana, the state of, con- yeah. uh, in, in that state, the consent is six, the age of consent is 16. And in, in Canada or wherever allies from the uh, age of consent is 16 as well. The thing that I most am curious, curious about or want to discuss is with this coming out, did he need to retire? 
because yeah people try to use it as a mind game and mess with your psyche and just say anything and use it as trash talk and even though most people probably will say it's not morally right and if you do it you're a scumbag but it to some extent that's the I don't want to say sacrifice. It's something, it's just something that occurs within the space of competitiveness when you're in a public light. Again, mm-hmm. like let's go back to the other podcast when I was talking about how Kevin, like uh Carmelo Anthony and his wife were having trouble, you know, in their marriage, and that reflected on the basketball court and ended up in an altercation with Kevin Garnett a few years ago, and he made <clears> a statement <throat> about his wife, right? Right. When those things get to the public, not to say like the public should and is allowed to comment on it, but people will comment on it because they don't care. They're ruthless. But should that be something, to me, this is not that severe that should cause him to want to retire. I don't know. You know, he's like, I think a lot lot of people are also giving him shit. because well i think some somebody brought up a point where it's like you are like they're like they're like the like somebody brought up the point that the age of consent in canada is 16. um like they're saying like oh but like he dated him stuff like that and but like there's like this whole <clears throat> like there's like a lot of backlash about it and i'm not saying i agree with him i'm not saying i'm oh he shouldn't like it was it's a weird thing like it's also uh, it i always find it super weird even in like somewhere where it's like, oh, the age of consent is 16, the age of consent is 17, whatever, the age of consent is whatever. Um, I just feel like people who are older than a certain age should not be dating anybody in their teenage years. Like if you're like 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, whatever, like you shouldn't be dating people anything older than that. Like it's just, it's a, it's uncomfortable. Um, even though someone's like, oh, it's like a consensual thing. It's like, it's just, you could find somebody your own age. Or am I or am I crazy for that? No, I don't think I am. But the well, fact I think, that he I think part of it is <clears throat> also because people one, I don't think there's any time frame like when when whenever this relationship occurred. But again, I, I don't know Captain Zach's age. So if he was sixteen, right? That's you can do the math with whatever the age was. I don't know. But I think it's the fact that just people are calling him a pedo. Yeah. Um, and saying that he's like a predator and he's dangerous and all this. But it's like, if both of these guys are in a place of consent and he's not doing anything like outrageous and mm-hmm. like, I think it's okay. Like, again, if they're, if, it, if it's, if it's legally both being consented and it wasn't like something malicious and like, he wasn't like, trying to groom this kid or like groom other people mm. into doing stuff. I don't think it's anyone else. Like, I don't think it's anyone's business. Mm. And now again, how that affects him mentally when he plays, that's a different story. And that could be why he retired. But I don't think that unless he knows that like, okay, people are going to use this. It's going to play with my psyche. I'm getting too old for this, blah, blah, blah. I should just retire. But I feel yeah. like if he just retired solely on the fact that like this came out, I have to retire. I don't like that because then that just means like any time that the general public doesn't agree with something in within the, the video game realm, when it comes to players, that players are going to feel like, okay, I'm going to get attacked. I should retire and just be out mm-hmm. of the spotlight. But 
and this might be like a weird <coughs> way to put these things together. It's like people will do that. They'll attack individuals for, you know, their morals or their behavior outside of them being a competitive player or being on stream. Mm-hmm. But the same people won't band, to be- band together and like not buy a video game to have uh, make the industry better as a whole. Like, I know that's a really weird comparison, but I'm looking at it as more of like, for example, when people got angry and were like, why is Borderlands 3 going to be on Epic Store and not on Steam? Well, for one, the devs want to get paid. And the fact that they're able to make more money by putting something on the Epic Store versus on Steam, why wouldn't you want to support them getting money for the game that you obviously want to pay? Because just because it's like it's not on Steam. Mm. I look at it as like as that. Like people won't band together for that, but they'll be like, "Oh, Ally dated this this teenager, get him out of here." Like yeah. they won't, they won't, they won't take, they won't like take comment from Captain Zach or Ally or both mm-hmm. of them and be like, "Okay, let me make a logical logical decision." This is what mm-hmm. Ally said. This is what Captain Zach said. Oh, there's nothing malicious going on here. But instead, yeah. it's like okay. This I have this information. Let me just use it how I want to use it, and disregard yeah. the people's feelings who are actually in the situation. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I looked at it. Now, again, if 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 if, if Ally just felt like okay, it's time to retire. Like this isn't going to help, and I'm going to have mm-hmm. to address this. And again, he's a sponsored player. He's sponsored by uh, Cloud Nine. Like. He has to take into account and look at it like, all right, how does this reflect the org? Because mm. he came out with his tweet and he said, okay, sorry for the wait. I only got home yesterday night from CEO. Here are, my, here are both my statements for everything that I had to address. I won't be active on Twitter and I'm retiring from Smash as of now. Uh, I'm extremely afraid, but it has to be done. I'm really fucking sorry to everyone. So the first screenshot, he says, my ex-girlfriend and I. Nothing has changed with what I said in my statement regarding my ex about a year ago. She is using my situation with Zach to push her story. If you aren't aware of it, look up my statement I made about her a year ago. Additionally, I already went to court to settle it, and the judge told me not to speak to her again, and I have to deal with her. Oh, wait, wait. Not to speak to her again, and and to not have to deal with her. Which I have done, which I've been doing, and why I didn't bother addressing it before, won't address it publicly anymore. This is being taken care of in any form, in another form, but it's not the actual issue I want to address. And then a statement he says about Zach and I I think it's time to come clean. It's been a rough uh, month mentally for me, unsure if everything was going to end up okay, but it didn't. I'm going to admit I dated Zach. I didn't do anything wrong or I didn't do him any wrongs, but it was a stupid mistake. Regardless, I'm really sorry for not saying it until now. I was really scared. Um, I'm sorry to to Jaime. I guess that's the person who was like leaking all this stuff um, for lying to you about dating him. Um, because I feel it's the right thing to do. I'm going to retire from Smash. Sorry to everyone I disappointed. Sorry, Canada. So I, th- yeah. for me, for me, just being an outsider looking into the this whole situation, 
it mm. feels like he knew how the community would react. I won't say those close to him, but those the community would react. Yeah, and took so the pre measures. Yeah, and took the uh, the precautions of saying like, I'm just gonna stop playing Smash, like competitively. Like so, he's, I, he doesn't I, have to. In a, in a sense, he's doing the thing of I'm gonna lay low until this dies down. Yeah, there'll be people who remember it and say something when they see my face, but overall, it won't be a full on bashing of like every time I go to an event. Yeah. But what, do you have any other thoughts or like closing statements on? I just feel like if you, if you if you're trying to be low key about something because you're afraid of the backlash, like should you be doing it in the first place? Well, I mean that that's easy to say in hindsight, right? Like like if it's already been done. Yeah. Because I think more of what it happened was it, it was already done, but he was afraid of speaking out and saying anything on it, knowing how people would react with it in the being in the public eye. Yeah. I think that's more cuz I understand what you're saying. It's kind of like, well, if you're saying thought and you know this isn't right, why do it? But again, I feel like that's super easy to say within hindsight of now the entire world knows. Yeah. That is true. Things are always easier to look at in hindsight. I will say that. Um do we have anything else on the docket? I don't think so, actually. We we kind of hit a lot of talking points today. Nope, that's it. We can head so, out and wrap up. Do you want to do the outro in Spanish? No, I was just going to do the regular outro. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to Till Good Game Do Us Part. Uh, I It has been Henry and Troy, always, always listening. And guys, if you guys don't know, uh we're gonna be hopefully recording some good good content in the next next weekend am i am i allowed to say that troy yeah we cool. are potentially going to BlurCon. we'll be at BlurCon. uh hopefully we'll be able to record some stuff and talk to some hopefully some streamers some uh you know and hopefully we'll be able to get some good content for you guys to listen to for the next couple of weeks yes sir uh but with that being said we love you guys we appreciate you guys uh drink your goddamn water uh, and you know, keep your head up and uh, check in on your friends. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Peace.